Hello, thanks for listening to this latest podcast from the University of Brighton. I'm Richard Newman, and this week I've been speaking to some of the newly elected Brighton Students' Union officers. Really great to meet them. Whether you're a current student, you're about to come to the university, or you're thinking about coming here, you'll get something out of it because they've talked about the priorities they have while in office and what they want to do to make your student experience as good as it can be at the University of Brighton. And with graduation coming up, we also talked about that too. Hi, my name is Calvin Jantz. I'm the SU president. Hi, I'm Susie Douglas and I am Vice President Activities at the SU. Hi, I'm Rami Badri and I'm Vice President Education at the SU. Okay, we're one short today on Unie, the Vice President for Welfare. Uh, can't be here today, but congratulations to all four of you. So you've just started Thank you. Thank you. your uh, new roles. Calvin, Mr. President, <laughs> how's that sound? <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds well, a bit surreal really. Yeah, I'm enjoying the job and like everything that comes with it. Yeah, what's the campaign like then? I mean, I need to. Get, I want to get into your minds really to find out why you wanted. Why did you want to become SU officers in the first place? It'd be interesting to know why you wanted to do it. Well, so for me, I was uh, president of the University Rugby Club, um, and so it kind of just I like knew of the SU, kind of like worked with them on bits and pieces uh, last year. I saw it as a bit of a natural progression and um, a, a foot in the door of what I want to do after uni, hopefully. What is that? Uh, well, eventually I want to go into politics. Okay. For me, I was the SOCFED chair. So I was like doing lots of society stuff and in previous work I've done projects for them and stuff like that. So I was like massively society focused. And I was really against running because I just wanted to get out there and do my career because it's nothing to do with my career. However, it's something I felt really, really passionate about and really loved societies and stuff. And I was like, why don't I just take a year to do something I really, really love before I go and crack on my career because it's like a once in a lifetime. You can't come back and and do it once mm. you've graduated. So I was like, let's just go for it. And and if I get it, that's brilliant. And then I'll do my career after it. If not, then I'll then I'll move on now. So. And what are you aiming to do? Uh, I want to be a computer programmer. Okay. So. Um, I actually joined the university last September and I just completed my first year. And I kind of got exposed to the SU by being a course rep and being involved with debating law and amnesty societies. I was... Also hesitant about running because quite simply I was kind of a bit worried being a first year whether I would actually be able to, you know, succeed at all. And and But it was one of those things where I find myself mentally telling myself not to run, but everything in my heart wanted me and I really wanted to run yeah. and I couldn't put it off. And I just, I started kind of imagining myself, you know, doing that sort of thing. And I didn't go into it thinking at all I would win, but I simply just wanted to have that experience of campaigning and kind of getting to know the SU more. And for me, when I came to university, I really thought I'd be very academic base and while I was the SU kind of allowed me to integrate into the wider community the other opportunities that were available which I think for students is really important to do. Let's talk about your backgrounds very quickly what your interests if you give a very quick background uh, on your interests and uh, why did you want to come to the University of Brighton? I'm originally from the Middle East and I've done most of my life I've lived between America and, and the Middle East my parents immigrated to the to America when I was a child actually so I grew up there for a bit and for me I was kind of always interested in international human rights. I'm actually from Syria, which is right now in an ongoing civil war. So that kind of got me interested. I wanted to come to Brighton because I had two brothers that studied in Brighton. So that was my main motivating factor. But when I visited it, and I visited a lot of campuses at the time, there was just this very welcoming atmosphere that you could essentially do or say or, or be whoever you wanted and get involved with the wider opportunities. So that motivated me. And it kind of even, it's why I really got into this role as well, I think. I came from Bournemouth previously. I studied... Uh, uniform public services at college, 
did absolutely nothing to do with computer programming. I turned. I decided I wanted to go to university after working for a couple of years after college and decided working life wasn't for me yet. Uh, decided to go to university, came on an open day and was just kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing and applied straight away and only picked Brighton. I went and applied for accounting and finance, did a year and decided it wasn't for me and then moved over to computing and found a degree in which I kind of felt comfortable with and just kind of excelled at from there. Do you know, I, I enjoyed it as I went. So, But I had a bit of a different background from everybody else. Uh, I'm a care leaver, so I was in foster care pr- prior to it, so I've been living on my ha- own. So I came not as a mature student, but as a student who'd already been living on their own for a long time. So I had a slightly different experience to students who come straight from home. So I originally come from Croydon in South London, Oh, why did I pick Brighton? It was a while ago now. Um, my cousin came here. I knew Brighton, the area. I knew it was like, a really nice place to live. It's a great city to live in. And yeah, just kind of, uh, I don't know, I suppose like fell into being down here. Like I didn't really plan on going to uni. Um, it was more like I'd finished sixth form and I was like, well, no, I don't want to go into a job. I'd always found politics really interesting. So I picked that to do my degree in. And yeah, like since I got here, loved it cannot recommend this uni anymore i don't want to sound like really like kind of oh you know obviously i'm president so i should be selling the uni but it is just like a great uni great like place to live i think i think what makes a uni is where it is yeah Yeah, like it's like you can go to any institution is going to teach you the skills that you need in order to achieve the degree and it's up to you to pull your weight to do that but actually it's more than just the academic experience it's also about the place that you live because 70% of the time you're in that environment. Brighton's a really, really culturally diverse place and it means that there's something here for everybody and you can be the weirdest and wackiest person you think in Mm. your school, but you can come here and you sort of fit in and there's no no outcast groups or anything like that. And I think that helps because your day-to-day living is pleasantry. So it's it makes studying easy because, well, not easy, but easier i mean that that was i had a very similar experience when i actually first joined the university i again i imagined i'd be in the library all the time i even asked my brothers at one point like do i need to actually talk to people because i'm very shy as a person susie's probably gonna laugh (laughs) i am very shy as a person but um the thing is and it changed that for me i think because the what the university does really really well at is that it not only focuses on, on your academics, but the wider experiences that you have and, and making those opportunities re- readily available for all students and diversifying what those opportunities are. Um, because we all have our interests and passions outside of our academics. And it would be unfortunate if during your time at university, you never got to explore those. But what the University of Brian, I found for me and for so many other students does is it enables you and empowers you to explore those. The only reason I actually ran for this election to begin with is because I felt really motivated academically by the support team that was already there, by the people that I had met. And I felt felt empowered through meeting them. And that kind of gave me the motivation to run for something like this. So I think that's something that the university does so much for its students, really. We talked about how for some of you, maybe you weren't really looking to run. You, you were kind of caught in two minds. But then to get the backing of fellow students, that must be quite special as well. So you, that, that gives you sort of a bit of a, a bit of a remit, doesn't it, to get to get going and you can you know you've got the backing of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I mean, obviously, the yeah, like you say, the students voted us in. They gave us the mandate to fulfil what we put in our manifestos. And I think we've got some really solid uh, stuff to go on. None of it's unachievable uh, and it might not happen during our tenures here, but certainly hopefully bring in some uh, some really good things. And some of it will be over the next year and some will be in five years time and, and so and so on. I think the process of running 
for a role is very different depending on the background that you've had at university before running. So uh, Calvin was obviously very sports focused. So he sort of had the support of his rugby team and stuff like that to, to egg him on effectively. <laughs> yeah. to, to, do you know what I mean? To go out there and had more of a presence of people being able to help. Rami obviously had a lot of support from his school who were very, very proud of his achievements in first year and were very fond of the idea of having somebody who's just so good at acad- academia running for this role and, and had some brilliant points that he wanted to change, which were based purely on facts as well, which helps. Mine was a society background, but I didn't really have like a team of people. I actually had more people telling me to run than I than I expected. A lot of people that I had worked with as a, in a society as a, a committee member or just a friend were like, yeah, 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 let's go. And it was it was like a we're really weird community feel when we were running because although we were all running against each other, we were all facing the same kind of struggle. Like, it's mm. really hard campaigning. Like, they, yeah. they is really it fun, un- though, as well? Or was it a bit uh, stressful? I would say, looking back on it, I'd say it was like, we enjoyed doing it, didn't yeah. we? We had we a giggle. All, yeah, yeah even like the people you were running against, it was like, it was very friendly. It was, we were all talking to each other and like supporting each other. Like, if you saw someone was like knackered at the end of the day, which, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the end of the week, when I got to Friday, we were all absolutely dead on our feet. Um, and it was like, you know, giving people like those little pick me ups, it was just, it was nice. Like, yeah, like I said, it was an exhausting uh, process. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it overall, I think. Uh, and I, I really, really agree with that 100%. It, w- it was a very, not just a civil process, but very friendly as a process. A lot of us were exchanging tips about, you know, useful places to campaign with one another, even though we weren't always running together, essentially. Um, and, and you met, I think the nicest thing about a campaign, no matter what the outcome is, it's one of those vital opportunities for you to meet people besides the people that are in your course or in your societies. Mm. Um, I met so many people that I simply would not have ever had the chance to interact with simply by campaigning and we formed friendships and, and we kind of brought ideas together. Um, you get to know we actually did not really know one, one another <laughs> at all before. And, and that's one of the things that has emerged from this. So there's so much value regardless. A lot of students, I think, stress the outcome of a campaign and it is obviously, for, you know, for students, it's hard to put in that effort and not get the result that you want. But there's so much other opportunities in a campaign, you know, you get you get to have that platform and interact with the student body, which is ultimately, we're for the students, that's at the heart of our role. So that interaction is so vital. I'd also add that you start to really feel for the people that choose to do careers when they do lots of surveys, stuff on the street, yes. it is a really, <laughs> yes. not demoralising yeah. thing, no. but you really have to learn to take no and move on and be positive and it's yeah. it's a really interesting life skill to have to learn is the motivation to carry on for continuously for four or five days which is which is tough mm. you know we are just effectively inverted commas standing there giving out flyers and telling people but it's actually shattering and you have to be smiley and people some some people have really really inquisitive questions which is brilliant but you have to answer on the spot and come up with these like creative responses yeah. and stuff so yeah well, Calvin, you want to do this for a career, so <laughs> better get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the questions will be harder. Yeah. You can imagine. Um, I'm going to come back to some of your priorities um, in just a bit. Let's just talk very briefly um, about graduation. It's coming up and the ceremonies in the summer, they're, well, we've got them in the winter and the summer. They're massive, massive occasions. Um, Susie, you're about to take part in one of those ceremonies which i guess yeah, quite is quite excitedly. yeah is it, is it exciting i mean it's, it's the end of your it's the culmination of all your studies it must be an exciting period it's for you. like it's like i think what people feel for prom i never mm-hmm. had a prom but it's like it's like that end goal once you get to put a hat on and mm-hmm. a pretty gown thing and get your certificate and take your photo and stuff i think that's like the i've done it kind of moment like until you get there we all have like different hurdles and all that kind of stuff but that moment of it's really stressful. It's really like, like, oh, what do I have to do and things like that. 
but actually it's going to be really chill and really nice. It's, it's what you're all working towards, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, it's just, yeah, that thing of, I think uni does get you down at times and um, no matter like the, you know, circle of friends that you keep and, and like how healthy you are in terms of like your mental health as well, it does get down. But I think having those moments of like, you know what, like at the end of the day, it is only a degree, like I can get through this. And I think having that graduation at the end and having that big celebration is just really nice yeah. to be like, actually, you know what, all that work that I did get through, like it was all worth, so it. worth it. Like it's yeah. done now and I can go on and do whatever else I want to do with my life. Yeah, I think it's just a nice celebration. Hey, Rami, you're way off it. He's hiding something. Go on. So tell tell them the truth. So I already have another degree. Okay. <laughs> wow. You're from here. I wasn't going to... Um, so you've no, done this already, right? I, I've, done, <laughs> yes, I've done this already. Um, the nice thing about graduations, I think, is that they're, they're a snapshot in time. You know, it's what Calvin said. You you work, you do, you do all this work, and, and there are times where it's demoralizing and, you know, you struggle to continue. But at your graduation, and you see all the people that kind of have helped you and shaped your journey. You see your academics, your family, your friends, your support network. And it's one of those few times where they're all in the same room together and celebrating with you and celebrating your successes. Um, we, in our roles, really have the honor of attending and witnessing those graduations. And it's just, you know, it's such a privilege to see that excitement and see students that have worked so hard and have had, had such unique journeys because no one student has had the same journey as another student. And you just, you get to witness that. So I, at my last graduation, it was just, um, my family couldn't be with me because of the whole political situation in Syria, so they were there at the time. I had my friends were very, very supportive. Um, but graduations are just such a fun celebratory mood, I think, and, and they're they're a culmination of everything you've worked towards. Where was that, and what was the degree in before? I studied criminal justice, so um, and that was in back in Washington D.C. in America. So okay. I did that for four years as my undergrad, and then I worked for two years after before coming to the University of Brighton to pursue a law degree. Okay, cool. Um, so did you have? Family coming down as well, family, yeah, friends around. Yeah, my grand's coming down. Oh, so it's going to be really lovely. She's been like a main support for me through the whole universe. She's dug me out of every hole when I found myself like short for food one week and when you blow all your budget on the Monday <laughs> and you were supposed to vote till what, Saturday. Aww. So she's been like a brilliant support network and she's been my biggest advocate. She's come up, she's tried to embrace a student life as much as me. She's done fish and chips in bed whilst watching telly on a laptop. She's done, <laughs> the she, she hasn't been clubbing, but I, I think for, for health and safety reasons, clubbing's off the table. But no, she's she's really embraced it and some of the best experiences I've had have been with her and my housemates and, and she's just been, she's just been fabulous. So it's a big thing for her and she's, just as emotional as I am about it. She's had a little, she's got a little outfit and I've got to get my dress done and all of that. And it's a really nice, I think it's been really emotional. I think it's, it's the end of a journey, but the beginning of a new chapter, I think is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. And it's like a closure of a brilliant experience, but also opening the door to just a whole world that you would never be able to experience without it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's such a festival atmosphere as well when you get there and there's real, real buzz at, at graduation it is a massive celebration. What are your plans after it as well? Have you got a big... Oh, we're going to go for dinner and then I think we're going we're gonna to hit the town. Mm -hmm. She's not ready for it yet. Like, <laughs> Granny is going to be on the town. And maybe after your dinner we can finally go to Sushi Mania. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Rob is plugging Sushi Mania. Uh, <laughs> we, we agreed we'd do monthly monthly dinners I, out. I have, I have no connections to Sushi Mania. I do not work there. I do not sponsor them. But I just think it's such a fantastic place to have dinner and I've been trying oh, to get definitely We're going to see a link up really <laughs> to Sushi Mania coming up. Yeah. <laughs> does it feel does it feel odd though um for for the two of you Calvin and Susie that your you know your your final year has has come to an end you haven't yeah. you, and you're still here obviously yeah. that's weirdest I think that's that the, the weird, weirdest yeah. bit is that we like yeah. everybody dispersed 
Uh, yet we're still here. Like, it's really weird. It's sad, really. Like, uh, no one... Well, I suppose... Yeah, it's just... It's like... Oh, my God. Like, okay, it's done. You've kind of... you. I suppose you lose that safety net of... Well, first of all, finance. But uh, <laughs> yeah, then right. it's just kind of like you're, like, you know, out in the in the big world and you've uh, got to use that degree that you've got. And, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a sad time, but also obviously happy for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, what do you take away from your studies here? Was it what you expected? And this is a bit of a cliche question, really, but do you think you've... Do you think you've... Can you see yourself how, how you've changed since you first got here? I've learnt to appreciate that there are different approaches to the same problem. I was quite na- not narrow-minded, but I thought not necessarily my way was right, but I was quite narrow-minded when I came to university. And now I'm a bit more better at accepting that there are lots of different ways mm. to solve a common common goal and that uh, I've met people here from so many different cultures and backgrounds and stuff. It has just ex- expanded my general knowledge and respect for so many different companies and uh, not companies countries and and Still you know, plugging those companies <laughs> <in Brighton>. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean just I think I've matured massively as a person and a big thing for me was I learned to enjoy my own company which sounds really weird because university is a buzzing place but a lot of the time you do have to stop and focus and study and when I came I, I never really liked being on my own but I've really liked learned to like my own company and and take time for myself when I'm busy rushing around doing essays sometimes I just stop and relax and I think that's something that I'm definitely going to take onwards in life is making the time just to stop and appreciate the moment you know yeah I don't know you probably had a very different experience (laughs) rugby for you yeah um no definitely like I think you just you acquire so many more like skills and attributes at university that are just and I'm sure you could like get them other places, um, but like I think it's just a very unique place, um, especially Brighton, as as we were saying before. And I think just like the things that I've like gained, like in terms of like leadership skills and 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 uh, yeah, just like working with working as part of a team. I know like that's gonna always come with um, like playing sports, but well, unless you're playing individual sport. Um, but yeah, like it's just I think it's just a very unique place. Yeah, and you just you don't get those kind of opportunities elsewhere. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, but it's a good lifestyle yeah. change. I mean Rami, you you've done your first year, so you've taken a different route in that you're yeah. taking a year out your studies now to do this. Was that quite a difficult decision for you? It, it, it was. And it was one of those things where I think, you know, I had a lot of people telling me that I probably should wait and finish my degree first before doing something like this but it was one of those things I think in my heart I really wanted to do it and it got to a point where I was where I was trying to convince myself not to do it so I think when you reach that point you know that you probably should just go ahead and and do what you really want to do but I kind of I think my I think what really shaped my perspective in the university was that when you come to university you, you know I think what you want to be doing and it teaches you it flips the question it tells you or emphasize kind of the value from seeing things from people's perspectives, because often we see things really as we are, and, and we think we're being objective, but we're not. And I think, if anything, university just teaches you a lot of empathy, which I think we really need to be focusing more of, um, kind of living in other people's experiences, working with them, reaching some sort of, uh, you know, joint consensus on things. And I think that's the thing that I really gained from from my first year as university, just meeting those people, seeing their... Because everyone does have something to contribute, and really what we should all be doing is bringing out the best in one another and kind of motivating people to contribute what they should be contributing you've got you can compare two completely different experiences but both being at a university in two different countries as well how does that compare is it is it a huge difference 
I'm sorry to all my American friends, but I love being here more. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, it, it's different in the sense that I think my experience in uh, now jokes aside, my experience in America was was very different. Um, being in Washington D.C. was a very political city. One of the downfalls of that is that people will associate w- with one another based on their political leanings, um, because that that sort of conversation always comes up. And I think the difference that I experienced in Brighton, on the other hand, was that people didn't look at you for for your background, who you were, where you came from. That was important, and people were always interested in that. But it wasn't it wasn't essentially what they were focusing on when in, when they were interacting with you. Um, people saw you for for your contributions, your ideas, what you brought to any room, to any idea, to any table. Um, so in that sense, again, I never thought I'd end up living in the UK. I never thought I'd end up doing anything like this at, at all in my wildest <laughs> dreams. Genuinely, I thought I'd be in the library, like even now. Um, I think thank you. I'm not in the library. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Shout out to the students there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, students. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a totally different experience. You've all got some key priorities that you want to focus on while you're in your roles. So let's go around the table and just discuss what some of those are. There might be some that are uh, broader. There might be some that are a bit more individual. But it'd be interesting to know what you're what you're looking to do in your time. So for me, I've got a few things I want to focus on. Um, one of them uh, is employability and making sure that um, students feel as though that once they've left the university, that they've actually gained the skills necessary to go into whatever field of work that they want to. Um, I think it's one of those things that's not really discussed enough that people can come to university and leave and be like hold on actually am I qualified to do anything that I do want to do like I may have had a good time and everything else which is great but is it actually going to help you in that long-term goal because at the end of the day people come here and they leave with like a massive amount of debt and if it wasn't worth while then um well you know all that fun is you know is it is what it is um so yeah employability like just making sure that courses um have, have got it built into them so that, yeah, like I said, students feel like as if they, they can leave with those um, those skills. Um, I suppose not second, but like next on my agenda would probably be um, closing the uh, BAME attainment gap. Um, so doing a lot of work with uh, Joe McDonald here and um, making sure that we can get those numbers uh, up to where they should be, um, making sure that it's just a really inclusive place. Um, and that kind of goes for, that inclusivity also stretches to all of the, what we call liberation groups. So those LGBT, um, disabled students, mature students, anyone that feels as though their voice isn't properly being represented. I just want to make sure that they feel part of the conversation. Um, and then when we get onto shared goals, Susie and I, uh, varsity is a massive thing, obviously, um, for my sport background but um, yeah Susie with her society background is still like we're really keen to work together uh, to make sure that varsity is not back to where it would be obviously we had the better trouble. than ever yeah. is the words better than ever exactly yeah what's um, that what's, what's that plan then how's that look we do you don't want to sort of we... ramp it up a bit in terms of its profile is that the idea and yeah, get pro- more people involved yeah, in taking exactly. interest and it's not just like um, students as well we want to get uh, we want to get everyone from the local community we want to make it like a massive thing like it is in other cities when you go to Wales for example the Welsh varsity between Cardiff and Swansea it's massive the whole you know the two areas in fact the whole country of wales pretty much comes to a standstill to go and watch these students play in the principality stadium which is huge i mean i'd love to get that we've got the facilities here of the amex and um you know i don't want to go yeah too no much i think we're, we're quite it, keen but... to reach out to some local schools and stuff and invite uh 
the younger children and stuff to encourage them to, to look into it. Okay. extracurricular activities and, and obviously keeping healthy and fit is brilliant mm. for your mental health as well. Uh, it's about making sure that all the varsity teams are um, gender gender equal, you know, making sure we've got mixed teams, maybe we've got women teams, men teams, make sure that we're supporting uh, all sports that we can offer. Uh, and we've got a meeting up, we've got a meeting with the Sussex uh, president activities person over there as well. So we'll be collaborating with them really hopefully for that and one world week which is a big big one which is about celebrating different cultures so we've got some shared some shared goals um i'd put them down as communication we're all very keen to make the students union uh, itself more more broadly known uh, we're very very keen for the freshers uh, period to be a lot more out on campus speaking to people um really really changing the dynamics uh, around Brighton and making the students union a much bigger part of the student experience uh, so communication is quite a big one for us um, I mean I don't want to stand on Rami's talk what he's going to say but obviously employability is a big one you can one. stand on my toes all you want okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very it, keen on looking <laughs> in the volunteers kind of employability and all, the, all of our volunteers to make sure they get some accreditation for what they do um, inclusivity is another big one. I mean, I'm just listing out the strategic yeah. plan for the FU, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, we want to, I think, the biggest thing that we can do as a, as a union and as officers is also kind of encourage and empower students to bring their ideas yeah. and, and, and for us to support those ideas. We had, for instance, last year, uh, Bella Wilson, um, Expect Respect, which was a campaign essentially focused on the idea of consent and the importance of that. Um, so we want to also work with students directly. We, we want to be surveying them, getting the feedback from them. And, and as Calvin said, we have a lot of short, uh, shared joint goals. Um, a lot of kind of initiatives will be focused on kind of enhancing and improving well-being and making sure a lot of the services in place and activities provided um, su support that. Um, a lot of what I want to do now, obviously, is, is education-based, um, but I want to go beyond kind of also education. So we want to diversify, for instance, the placement options that are available for students because that comes up time and time again. We have such a broad range and a diversity of students, and we want to make sure that the placement options, those work schemes for them, and those years, those vital opportunities, um, there are more more of them available to students, more diverse opportunities in other countries as well, um, not just in the UK for those students that do want to travel, which is a significant portion. I do want to also um, kind of create more visibility for mature and postgraduate students. At many times, I guess they're not they don't always feel that they are part of the learning community because of perhaps that age difference, because of their different experiences. And we want to, you know, incorporate them more so and provide more opportunities for them as well. A lot of my fascination is with course reps, and I'm a huge <laughs> course reps person. I love course reps. Um, and, but we, again, want to make sure this year that, it, that it not, not only are the course reps there and they're trained, that we have a clear network of those course reps, that there's greater interaction between the SU, the university, and the course reps, and implementing a school-level model within each of the schools um, that we can then kind of feed back and developing that, that network. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we're most excited, I think, working as a team as well. We have so many shared joint goals and visions. And, you know, we're only as effective as how, how hard we work and how, how well we work with one another. So, so far, it's just been really exciting in that regard. You must be, I guess, deep in the planning process now then with the new academic year coming. And I guess it was, you've only been doing the role for like, what, three or four weeks or something. And then did you have any handover from the previous offices or did you, did, have you talked to any of them to get some advice perhaps? Yeah, I was actually lucky enough. So I was only uh, got a uh, handover from uh, Tommy, the uh, my predecessor. 
but yeah, so that was cool. That was I've I've got a pretty good um, work relationship with Tommy uh, from prior to that. Anyway, uh, he's staying around anyway, isn't he? So if you need any advice, yeah, still lurking around. <laughs> no, he's uh, no, it's really nice to yeah still have Tommy to uh, speak to and just kind of go to and even uh, his predecessors, um, Smithy, Smithy was. Uh, we, we played rugby as well so yeah we've uh, we've got that relationship so no it's really nice and the handover process is really well they kind of like told told me like what to look out for and uh, Amy did as well um, who was the former uh, VP welfare and they just yeah they kind of just give you that little warning of these are things to look out for but also these are things that like just grasp them and make sure you like really enjoy the, the journey mm. B- busy planning yeah, it, it is. It is very busy, but also kind of speaking of the previous officers. So I think, you know, they were so effective, really, in, in being engaged with the wider student body. When I was, um, when I was considering actually running, and I and I didn't know any of of the officers, but you always want, you know, the perspective of an officer to see what the role is like, what you're going into. And I messaged each of them individually. I did not expect to get a reply because, quite simply, I, I didn't know them. And I met with all four of them actually multiple times. I was very nervous. I was very worried. I came with so many different questions, and they took the time to answer every single one of them. Um, and that's kind of for me what what motivated me and kind of put me at ease with the whole kind of process. So a massive shout out to Amy, Parker, Sam and Tommy, um, of course. But yes, we're right now we're kind of we actually have a, a session scheduled where we're actually going to be focusing on what our campaigns exactly are. We discussed a bit briefly the the idea and the importance of equity. And I think it's something that the terminology of it isn't always very clear to students. Um, I remember when I when I campaigned, I had equity all over my campaign materials. And a lot of students actually asked me about the use of the word equity, because I think what we fail to sometimes realize in, in kind of the educational system is that there are a lot of people that are dis- are at a disadvantage and for factors that they do not control. But I think what we can control is the assistance that we provide those students that are at a disadvantage and to level the playing field, essentially, to make sure that they have an equal chance of success. There are students that need more support than others, and we need to be aware of that and we need to be working towards um, towards that. So a lot of our stuff will be focusing on that concept. Mm. Finally, then, excited? Buzzing. Yeah, for the yeah. I, I can't get so, off. I'm, yeah. I'm still on the initial buzz. I, I can't wait till freshers. I want to. I can't wait to get to finalise what yeah. we're doing, and then yeah. we can start going. Do you mm. know what I mean? And and the problem is, is we've had so long to brainstorm and chat mm. that this ideas list. We obviously started with our original manifesto <laughs> points, but now it's just become. We actually got an email, and the title of it was the long list. It's just this massive list of what everything we would love to achieve so we just have to refine that now and yeah especially like you say we've we've only been in the post for three or four weeks but it's been a lot of meetings a lot of kind of like gathering ideas and as we speak to one another and as we speak to other people around the university you just feel like oh actually this needs fixing this is so yeah, yeah. like you say that list just keeps growing and growing and sooner we can it's been uh, amazing networking yeah. so far though yeah. absolutely amazing i've and met it, some phenomenal people it's just the sense of gratitude also i think on, on all our parts um you know we're just so thankful to be able to do this you are obviously very busy in the job and you have as calvin probably tell you non-stop meetings but it's the very good kind of busy it's you know you get to you get to be a part of this unique process of really implementing change and we've had such fantastic support within the union within the university mm. the idea of this partnership keeps reoccurring you know working really in strength with one another um Um, and building things together. So I think we're just so grateful to be doing this. We end each podcast with just a couple of questions away from what we've just been talking about. So just some quick fire questions, really. We'll go around the table. The first one, um, since since you've been here, really, can you pick a favourite place in Sussex? What stands out? Cookman Bridge. Sea Life. Where? Sea Life. Have you? Have you? Sea Life Centre. Okay. Yes. It's, I, I love the... So in another life, I would have been probably a marine biologist or a professional <laughs> scuba diver. I know. 
I don't do any. I, I don't have do any. Degree. I don't have any hobbies these days. <laughs> but um, the architecture is just absolutely stunning in there, and everything that you get to see is just incredible. He's so yeah. academic. What did you say? I cook my bridge. Cookmere Bridge is literally between Seaford and Eastbourne, oh, and right. it is phenomenally. It's it's peaceful. People um, can canoe there. You can oh, walk wow. there. It's just it's beautiful. And there's there's this well, there's this pub that overlooks it all. And, <laughs> oh, it's just a lovely place to go oh, and relax in the summer. Oh, really nice. I'll take you there. That's where we should go. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, okay, we will go there. Go. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd say Kent Town. Uh, that's where I live. Uh, it's just really nice. Really quaint. A nice few pubs around there. It's always yeah. buzzing. I love Kent Town. Yeah. yeah. I haven't ventured that far. <laughs> we'll go over there as well. There's, there's right, enough yeah. pubs to, yeah. to right. keep That's dinner us busy. for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can um, invite three people to dinner, past or present, who are they going to be and uh, why? Gordon Ramsay, so he can cook. Nice. And I absolutely love, I love how brutally honest he is. We mm-hmm. have a very similar personality in that respect. Uh, Emma Watson, because uh, of all her work she's done with gender equality and also the fact that she chose to continue with her education whilst doing uh, all the filming and stuff for Harry Potter. Uh, and then Barack Obama, purely because, obviously, he's really interesting to listen to and he is a ex- brilliant example of race equality. But to have a discussion between Emma Watson and Barack Obama, I, would just, I could just sit there and listen for hours. I think their intellectual conversation would be fascinating. I would pick Amal Clooney, mainly because obviously the international human rights background. She's taken on so many significant cases of human rights abuses. So I've just always been interested in, in the cases that she takes on and why she takes them on. Um, and I just find her really fascinating. Oprah Winfrey, because of just how much she's been able to accomplish, you know, and, and the personal struggles the struggles that she's had and kind of, you know, the obstacles that she's surmounted to get to where she is, is I think just incredible and a testament to her, the human spirit in general. And Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I just think... That's someone who really is iconic in so many ways, obviously with the civil rights movement and everything he was able to do, but really in standing up to oppression in that way, um, you know, and the legacy that he's had, the influence that he continues to have and how he shapes things years and years uh, later is just fantastic. I'd choose uh, Sylvia Plath, did uh, English literature, A-level one, just loved reading her stuff, it was just amazing, some of it, it's like really... I never really thought that like literature could kind of uh, grasp you like that. It's yeah, really that like, powerful stuff. I did philosophy at uni, so let's say uh, Socrates actually oh, yeah. really likes yeah. uh, a lot of his philosophies. Um, I won't go into it actually. I don't want to bore the listeners of this, but uh, and finally, it's got to be Eric Cantona, cultural icon. Good luck to all of you. Thanks so much for coming Thank in. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thanks so much to Calvin, Susie and Rami for their time. Really great to meet them and hear about their plans. That's about it for this episode. Remember, if you're not already, you can subscribe to this podcast. We're on most providers like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search University of Brighton because next week we'll be looking back at some highlights of summer graduation 2019. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>